Hip Hop Marvels is powered by High Off Life LLC, highofflife.com, and Fat House. Hip Hop Marvels, we got it locked from the block to the comic shop. This episode of Hip Hop Marvels podcast is brought to you by the Battlegrounds Games and Comics, the tri-state region's number one source for video games, comic books, toys, and Magic the Gathering. Located at 2708 Airport Road, Dalton, Georgia, 30721. Drop in and tell them Hip Hop Marvel sent you and receive 10% off all comics. Coming to you live from the Boom Bap Bullpen, it's DJ Doug Floyd, Brent Langley, Phil Nash, and Race Bannon. This is Hip Hop Marvel Podcast. And we're here, we're finally here, Hip Hop Marvels, Episode 1. I'm your host, DJ Dub Floyd, the Blue Marvel, a.k.a. Beta Ray Billionaire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brent Langley, a.k.a. Nothing. Also sitting in here with you, excited to be here. Episode one, man, it's going to be crazy. Yes, we, we got to get you a, a a.k.a. Man. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we, we, we'll discuss it, man. But uh, Hip Hop Marvelites, what's good? We're finally here. Episode one. Episode uh, one. We're, we're going to call this the one above all. Right. And, and uh, it, it's significant because, uh, you know, there's a character in, in Marvel, the one above all. And uh, really? He's pretty much like the God character. And uh, going into this whole thing, this is going to be the number one. Like, this is the first show. This is the one above all. So I think it's a, l- a nice little play on words. You know? I'm, I'm excited, man. Like, uh, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a rap fan, of course. Uh, obviously, that's why I'm here, and it's all just going to mesh together, uh, I'm thinking, uh there's going to be so much stuff that we've been like talking about yeah, and working man. on that's going to come to fruition hopefully very soon. Stay tuned because we have a lot in store for you guys as far as guests and you know we're going to do some contest giveaways and we get you know some dope sponsors and I mean we just got a lot going on and it took months and months of preparation but we are finally here episode 1 Hip Hop Marvel's podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud website coming soon. And, what about man. Twitter? I know we got oh, yeah, Twitter oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. I can't forget the social media networks. Twitter, at Hip Hop Marvels, and Instagram, at Hip Hop Marvels. Speaking of Instagram, I had an Instagram and then just basically abandoned it because there are no good pictures of me whatsoever. So I was just like, <laughs> to hell with this. But uh, no, I was uh, talking with Gangstaboo, who we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she told me <laughs> if I wanted to see some hot pictures of her to go on Instagram. And I was, I happened to be drinking that night. She's so setting, I thought, a, setting a thirst trap up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, boy, I was parched, too. I mean, I was like uh, drooling. So I went on there, and sure enough, there was some pretty good stuff that since probably long disappeared off the internet. But Got back on solely for the purpose of just like staring at her. <laughs> so it's not weird at all. But yeah, ladies that, and gentlemen, this is Brent's new Instagram. You know, this is the the whole reason why he you know decided to get back on the Instagram bandwagon, and yeah. that's to uh, check out pics of Gangsta Boo. Gangsta um, <laughs> Boo, man, I'm, I'm in love with her. I swear, and she knows it too. Shout out to Gangsta Boo. Uh, yeah, shout out to Gangsta Boo. I've got a skit with her that I've still never released. I think you heard it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. The phone skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, so what else do we got in store for everybody on this first episode? You know, I want to get into explaining to everyone what we're about. Marvel has been a part of my life and hip hop as well, and I found that there are many similarities between the two, um, between Marvel Entertainment and comics and uh, hip hop culture. Going back to the early days of uh, Nucleus and, and, you know, the Jam On It records back in the 80s, um, you know, their artwork on their records were done by Bob Camp. 
who who had done work for Marvel. Everything from that to references of Marvel characters in, in hip hop. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize that there are a lot of folks at Marvel who respect the hip hop culture as a whole also. And so with that in mind, I wanted to find out the dialogue between hip hop culture and between Marvel Entertainment and, um, you know, keep the torch lit, if you will, and keep the conversation going. Another inspiration was the uh, launch of the Marvel hip hop variant covers, mm-hmm. which were dope. They, I mean, oh. oh, yeah, I saw a bunch of them. One I mean, of my they, favorites was Eminem. Of course, I'm biased. He's like one of my like favorite. Right. But I mean, they had the Eminem. I think did they have Busta Rhymes. It seems like they did. I'm not um, sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure, but see, and that's good. If they good. don't, they should. <laughs> that's good you hit on that point because it started with like, you know, um, you know, they did do one with Eminem. Well, the, you, they, do you remember the double XL issue? Yeah, with the Punisher. Yeah, right. when Relapse dropped, right. they had a double issue, a special issue. Right. They had an Eminem comic. Right, right. Of Relapse. Inside, right, yeah. yeah. And, and I've still got that. Yeah, I've still got that, that magazine. Was, that was so dope. Um, that was the first time I personally, I can attest for sure to the fact but that was the first time that I ever saw the, you know, the the coming together and the amalgamation, if you will, of hip hop and Marvel Entertainment, like right, yeah, and yeah, comics and stuff. It went together so well. You know, Kid and Play had their own when they had their little run in hip hop. They had a comic book series through Marvel, yeah, a Kid and Play comic. You know, so Marvel has always been a part of hip hop. That's why you know I, I wanted to put this movement forward to um, kind of bridge the gap between. If if there is a gap, I don't think there's. I don't think there is. I think there's uh, an intersection. I mean, yeah, right, right. They cross paths, you know. And um, I'm just trying to shed light on those paths being. Well, well the pot is definitely melting, if you ask me. In my opinion, um, right. The right. cauldron is boiling, and it's all just coming together for a perfect recipe. And I right. think that's why I'm so excited about again this being the first episode. I mean, I'm really excited. Sort of the seeds for this were planted a few months ago. Uh, I had the idea to do a couple of Run the Jewels, Tag the Jewels variants because I saw these murals being created around the world where artists are reinterpreting you know, their iconic logo. So I thought, hey, you know, let's do Marvel Tag the Jewels variants. Let's just do a couple of these right now. I reached out to Killer Mike and LP and their representation, and they were wholly into it, and basically we did two covers. And I thought, oh, we'll test the toe. We'll test the water with our toes here. Because I've always had this feeling that there's a lot of comic book fans, Marvel comic fans, and hip-hop heads, and a lot of hip-hop heads are Marvel comic book fans. There's just evidence everywhere. Um, but So I wanted to test that, and the response to this was off the hook. It was crazy, crazy. Yeah, you know, to further elaborate on that, uh, MCs, they, they tell stories, just like comics do. Yeah. You know, comics tell stories. You have first appearances in hip-hop as well as comics. One notable first appearance is Tupac. Yeah. You know, he came out with Digital Underground on their album. From there, he he went on to do his own series, if you will, but his own album. Right. A lot of similarities. Another similarity, I, it literally just dawned on me, and I'm surprised I did not think of that uh, or this beforehand, is that both of these worlds portray larger-than-life figures. Right. If you look at it, rappers are larger than life you know and like we were discussing earlier with aka's and aliases and stuff like that yeah you know you have a rapper they have their government name but you know they transform they hit the stage and they turn into this other character you know it's sort of like different characters in marvel how they transform into another being and they showcase their powers and abilities and talents yeah well they're an amped up version of like themselves or it's just sort of a projection i guess right it's the best i could come to it and it 
throws me right back again. A lot of people, if they listen to this, they're going to notice me drop uh, name-dropping Eminem and D12 and them a lot, but like D12 had their aliases. Eminem was Slim Shady. Proof was Dirty Harry. Right, Swift, like, Swifty McVeigh. And, so, I mean, right. there's, there's an alias, and that's just like Spider-Man, Peter Parker. So, I mean... Right, it's right. sort of like that, and uh, both of those uh, different worlds. There are going to be, uh, you know, Marvel fans that have no clue what hip hop is, and we want to, we want this to be a learning curve at the same time. Oh yeah, um, for for Marvel fans who are not that in tune with hip hop. Well, there's going to be a learning curve in the show. Because, yeah, in the I mean, show, right? I'm more or less more of a hip hop person, surprisingly enough, to some people that I am uh, a Marvel and a comic book person. I love the movies, right? I'm a movie mark. It's one of my favorite things, movies and music. I'm not that educated on comics as I am hip hop. I could blow your mind. Let me tell yeah, yes. Let me let me tell you, hip hop Marvelites. Uh when I first met this guy, I was interning in this very building. Yeah, right here at the radio station. Yeah. It was how how long ago was it? It had to be around like oh six. Oh, it was at least oh six, oh seven. Yeah. Around that time. Eight eight to ten years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I was interning here and uh you know, Brent and I, we started talking and we found the conversation leading into hip hop. And I'm like, whoa, like this guy knows his stuff. I, I don't judge a book by sure, its cover. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But like he said, like the average person wouldn't think that he knows about hip hop the way he does. My cover is very, very <laughs> white. He he definitely knows his hip hop and you know we would talk for hours about you know different albums different MCs I remember the know. point where you noticed it actually it was, was MySpace that? does anyone remember MySpace oh my I remember gosh. MySpace this is what happened you went on my MySpace and my little like you remember where you had you could add like a tagline or whatever I put mood music. Yes, that's what it was. And you, exactly. I remember you Joe trying Budden. to make the connection to Joe Budden. And because <laughs> I'm a huge Joe Budden fan, he's one of my favorite MCs and, of all time. And this guy had no idea that he lived around the way. You know, I'm from Jersey City, Hip Hop Marvelites. And you know Mouse. Know. I remember you right. saying and mentioning to me that. And you said, oh, Mouse. Yeah, I know Mouse. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know Joe Budden? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Um, then they know, revived me. That was that. back. That was back in my rapping days. We found ourselves rapping on stage. I've never times heard and, a verse different, of yours. In, in different different ciphers. What What was that? I've <laughs> never heard a verse of yours. Oh Lord. Come to think of it, maybe I'll dig in the archives and pull out something in a future show. In that would be great. Show. That would be great. The fact that we've been embraced by the rappers themselves. I mean, Killer Mike was the first one to read to tweet in support. But we've had. DMC, Pete Rock, who's a friend of mine, you know, great, uh, we've had, who else? But we've had everybody, Nas, parted the clouds and, and gave it its blessing. You know, that, that speaks volumes about this. And, you know, and again, the thing about it, and you, you know, hip hop is, there being critics, early on there were some critics, very vocal critics saying, ah, oh, you know, this is cultural appropriation and you guys don't know hip hop and making all sorts of assumptions. There were people that put out this myth that there were no black artists working on these, which is just patently false. It's just crazy. Um, there's so many artists from around the world working on these books. Healthy representation of African American artists doing these. The thing here is that that um, I've always seen. You know, it, I've been in I've been in comics for 22 years, right? And I grew up with hip hop. It's in my blood, right? And for me, you know, I would just notice there'd be artists or editors, and you can just kind of tell they're into hip hop too, and would find ourselves in the sidelines talking about it. And as hip hop has become more and more popular. We were less ghettoized. This is a moment now where you're seeing people who grew up in the culture now 
They're, we're, we're adults now. We, we can influence culture. For me, these hip-hop covers are an opportunity to turn that dialogue between Marvel Comics and hip-hop, which has been a whisper, into a shout. That's what we want to do here. Hip-hop marvels, man. I'm, I'm so excited that we're finally here. Uh, the first episode. Um, it's so cool because we're combining, like, you know, I had my show and still have it, uh, Jacked Up Radio TV, com, and... I've been warning, and I remember t us talking about it for so long, like working together, and we did. We put out a mixtape uh, that that I had, uh, the underground tapes. Right, right. That's on that piff. I'm going to shamelessly plug my stuff, too. Right. But, uh, yeah, and you mixed it, and it right. was such a fantastic Ho hosted, album. Hosted yeah. by Lil White. Shout uh, yep. out to Lil White, too. Lil White. Uh, yeah. We had Fiend on there. Man, that was such a great song. It was called Fans. And, right. Uh, I've been wanting to work so long with you guys for like a a big project and this is it this is bigger than i could have ever imagined and i think it's gonna continue you know yeah out man. the stratosphere so yeah this is this is yeah. uh definitely uh the start of something new the start of something fresh and something something uh, different different because, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm so sick of the same old thing i'm gonna go ahead and, and bring it up uh i was talking about on facebook earlier and uh i know me and you already talked about it but the one thing I was scrolling through my timeline and I saw this new project by a rapper and uh, his album art was just a picture of him as a kid. <laughs> you voiced your opinion on Facebook uh, about that situation. Yeah, this bothers me a lot because, I mean, it was like I said on Facebook and social media, I put it on Twitter. It was original when Nas did it and it was original when Biggie did it. Right. But now everyone's doing it and it's just like people are copping out creatively and what they're doing is they're breaking into their grandma's photo album and they're pulling out these pictures. They're, they're pulling out, you know, they're pulling out those throwback Thursdays. That's yeah, right. exactly. They're pulling out those throwback Thursdays and like, you know. Yeah, and they're going to MS Word Paint and they're just typing in their little title. And I hate it. It's not creative. It's not interesting. It's. I, I feel you on that. Um, and why? What's yeah. the purpose? I mean, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> so you were once a little kid and now you've grown to see the world <laughs> as it really is? We all have. I mean, that's nothing new or shocking or different or original or creative. I'm sorry. Right. No, that's I, just my I, opinion. I'm very passionate about this, so I really get into this stuff. But no, I, and, and I knew you were, you know, I seen that Facebook post and I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's a valid, he has a valid point there. I've been seeing some floating around, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, straight up to Little Wayne. I mean, that was like, that was finally the last straw. I love that album. What was it? The Carter Four, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a great yeah. album, but the cover, man. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was in, you know, an ode to Biggie and Nas. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that. I just had to go ahead and bring that up. It's been on weighing on my mind heavily all day. Yeah. Well, speaking on, on, on hip hop. Um, what's your hip hop Marvel origin story? Like, what was the first track or album you ever heard or purchased that absolutely made you say, you know what, this is a genre of music I can get into? That cemented me into the path that right. I'm walking on right now. Right. It was Silk the Shocker, Charge It to the oh, Game, oh, oh, oh. No Limit Records. Wow. I believe it was 1997, if I'm not Silk mistaken. Silk the Shocker. Silk the Shocker. Man, uh, I was, I'll was. i tell you what happened. I was in Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, Blockbuster uh, video and music, and I was in there with my stepbrothers, and I was looking at the records, uh, the CDs, 
and the album art. Speaking of album art, that's a perfect transition, and I just realized it. That's what grabbed my attention was the album art. And that's and see, there we go. There's another point as to why hip hop and Marvel are totally alike. They um, are, because if you think about it, now right. that I'm thinking about it, the No Limit covers back then, yeah. they had all these cool graphics. Like the Snoop Dogg, uh, what was it called, the record that he did with them? Uh, the Game uh, is to be Sold, sold not, not to, to be, be Told. told. Right, right. But anyway, I was in Blockbuster. I saw the Silk the Shocker record, Charge It to the Game, and I asked Charge my stepbrothers, I was like, man, this looks like a cool record, is it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. These three little white kids are like 13, 14, so... I got my great-grandma to buy this record for me. I hid my thumb. I used my thumb to cover the parental advisory label. Wow. I'm not kidding. That was my, like, that was how good I was at it, or she just wasn't paying attention. But I bought the record, and I went home, and I listened to it. And I have no, or I had no idea about anything hood-related, guns, drugs, <laughs> whatever in the hell. But I listened to it, and I fell in love, man. Before that, it was strictly country that I was raised up on. A little bit of my mom loved Guns N' Roses and, you know, some okay. rock and stuff like that, which I still love. I still love right. some of the old right. rock stuff. I still got a little bit of country left in me. You can even hear it in my voice, unfortunately, <laughs> as as hard as, as I've tried to shake it. But uh, that day, I fell in love with hip-hop, man. And uh, I was a no-limit soldier, uh, was what I thought. I went and bought the jerseys, the everything, man. I was just... I was, that's awesome. It took over, and ever since then, it's just been hip-hop, man. I love hip-hop. I will always love hip-hop. I don't care if I'm 80. I'm still going to be listening to hip-hop and whatever futuristic device we have. Mine goes back some. The first album that I heard was BDP, Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded. Ooh. And this, it was the cassette. And um, at the time, you know, I was staying with my grandfather. And uh, my uncle, he stayed there as well. So he had a lot of cassette tapes and a shoebox. I want to mm. say like a shoebox under his bed. And like when he would leave, I would, I would sneak and, you know, go through his stuff. I got this this box and there were a couple. I, I remember seeing like "Long Live the King," Big Daddy Kane's uh, album. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing uh, "Rock Box" in there. I mean, he had a lot of cassettes. Oh, "Public Enemy" was another one. Um, "It Takes a Nation of Millions." That was another one that was in there. Mm -hmm. So, "Criminal Minded." I, I picked that up, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy." This is you know popped it in the cassette deck, man. And the beats on this thing, man, the beats and the way KRS rhymed and how he, you know, formulated his rhymes, man, it just intrigued me to the point to where I was like, yo, this, this is, this is really different from what my mom played on Sundays or my right. mom played, you know, the different soul music she used to play. And I can get with this. So yeah. it was like from that point on, pretty much the mute, my music of choice was hip hop. Mm. You know, I, I listened to the lyrics, the beat. Um, it just, it just spoke to me, man. And isn't it weird how it can bring together, like, our stories are vastly different. Right. But it brought, and it's brought us together this day. Like, right, that's right. why hip-hop can do different races, backgrounds, and everything. I mean, I Hip-hop is universal, man. And just yeah. like Marvel, man, there's so many different characters, especially now in today's day and age. There's a lot of diversity. There's been some backlash of the different character changes and stuff like that. Because right now you have like a female Thor. Captain America's black. You have a <laughs> Pakistani, you know, 16-year-old uh, 
girl from Jersey City who's Miss Marvel. I mean, you I mean, you can go on and on. But at the end of the day, this stuff is bringing people together. Yes. Regardless of backlash, you go in to a movie theater, to a Marvel movie, you're going to find people of all backgrounds and races. Right. You go and check the logistics of an album sell or an album download, since that's what's mostly happening with records these days. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to find people from all over all the world walks, and all, all over ethnicities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it just brings people together. And it's a great thing. Hip hop is universal. And, and that's what we're trying to. That's basically hip hop Marvel's in a nutshell, man. It's just bringing people together. You know, sharing that dialogue, man, and, and showing that, you know, these two entities respect each other. So we've been talking about the core uh, and the background of us and about, you know, what hip hop and Marvel has done for people and bringing people together and whatnot. Let's talk about some new stuff, like some some stuff that's currently ongoing, if you're up for that. I mean, like, we've got a bunch yeah. of different topics, I think, that we yeah. can talk about. So what were you uh, what were you saying about Hip Hop DX? It was on Hip Hop DX, as well as, like, DJBooth.net, and they were talking about how it was almost like a hip hop Easter egg that, uh, you know, everyone's always wondered, like Eminem is saying at the beginning of the track, like, there's no uh, snare, snare in my headphones. And it turns out that Eminem did an interview and uh, there was no snare, so he said it to the engineer, and the engineer put it in, and he decided later, after the fact, to leave it in, and that's how that whole thing came about. Wow. And that crazy. was on DJBooth.net <laughs> and Hip Hop DX and a bunch of stuff, but yeah, that was like an actual thing that happened. It wasn't just like a- A little hip hop Easter egg. That, that's crazy, because comparing hip hop to Marvel, and a lot of Marvel comic books and the movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there are a lot of Easter eggs. Oh yeah. So that's one thing they they have in common, you know, hip hop Easter eggs and and Marvel Easter eggs. That's that's awesome. That's that's dope. I like that. Well, there's a lot of little facts. I mean, it's just always cool to hear, you know, behind the scenes stuff and a lot of it's improv and it sounds so perfect and fits, you know, just like a jigsaw puzzle that you wouldn't even believe that it's made up on the spot, but it is. And Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So I always like those little interesting tidbits that are, you know, uh, that you find out after the fact, but it's awesome. Right, yeah, that's, that's that's so dope. How about that Captain America Civil War trailer? How about that? You know, man. I can't <laughs> wait. It, it looks it looks amazing. There's just so many people, uh, so many characters in it. It's, and and I don't know much about the background either. Like I said earlier, I'm not that much of a, an aficionado. Right, right. So, But I mean, I know that I've seen all the Marvel movies and, you know, all the, even the original X-Men origins movies and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to see this movie. I think everyone on the planet is, except, you yes. know, for the people that don't like stuff because everyone else does <laughs> yeah but other than that i think everyone's excited yeah this this movie looks so dope and i know i know we're a little late touching on the topic i think they're calling that the final trailer but yeah man yep, it was i mean from beginning to end and when they revealed spider-man at the end that suit i think that's one of the dopest spider-man suits and don't get me wrong i like toby Maguire's spider-man 2 i think that was that's a tough film I, I think it's pretty dope um, I wasn't too fond of the costume. Oh, really? Um, it just it just didn't do it for me. What's the big deal with the costumes and the specificity? If that's even a word that's paid <laughs> attention because I and it's I, attention to a, detail. I th- mean, there's a lot of for comics, a lot of art and uh, stuff, uh, articles and stuff that talks about and focuses specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, on this. And I'm wondering. If I can yank someone's nerd card here and find out, like, explain <laughs> to me, I legitimately want to know, like, 
what is the importance? I mean, of course, you've got to stick true to the comics and stuff, but right. I'm looking at all these different Spider-Mans and... They all look the same to you. Is, they which do, is, <laughs> with, with very little, I, little minor detail. Right. I could see that for, for a Marvel comic reader. Um, they pay attention to detail. Yeah. And with this new Spider-Man suit, number one, Spider-Man in, in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe right now, you know, after they reached that deal with Sony, um, they decided to make Spider-Man a 15-year-old boy that's in high school. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. So now they, they got this aspect of this younger younger so guy this is the current just to make sure that this is the current Spider-Man the current right now. Is, a, is a high school 15 year old R- right okay so i think it's gonna work great with the dynamic between him and the avengers because he's the only young you know the youngest one yeah so with that said as far as the suit if you look at the suit like if you look at the old toby Maguire films or even the the, the recent ones with the two with andrew garfield there's a color difference there there, there is a color yeah, yeah there is a color difference too. i've noticed that yeah right there is a color difference i think the red is like a little brighter yeah more vibrant mm-hmm. you know i was checking out a lot of breakdowns on youtube and stuff of about the i watched the one suit. and that that's why i was wondering right. and posed the question like wow a People put a lot of effort and time into studying this stuff. Yeah, no, I, I love it. One, uh, one of the things that they broke down was the fact that the, about the eyes. Yeah, yeah. The eyes. The narrow, the little slits and everything. Right, and they look sort of like camera lenses. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. And that, I think that's great to show emotion. Um, they did that with the Deadpool movie, and we'll we'll talk about that in here in a few. Deadpool, yes, um, absolutely. But, but um, they did that with the Deadpool movie, and I think that aspect, is going to add a lot too. So that's something very different because if you look at the old Spider-Man movies, even the the ones out in the past what two years or whatever with Andrew Garfield, yeah, those eyes didn't they were just fixated. You know what I mean? They didn't move. Or they, so if he felt some type of emotion, you, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell, right? So even in this trailer, when he pops up at the end and says, hey, "I know he hey, says, hey guys, yeah, or, yeah, hey guys, or hey everyone." But his eyes, you can see it move, and they're sort of narrow, I believe, too. Right. What was the line? I, I, I watched the trailer a few times, and I kept trying to figure out what Tony Stark said right before you see the web oh, shoot out. What he, does he say? He said he says he says under ruse. So I don't, I don't know if you remember back in the day there were like this this company they made like underwear with Spider Man and different yeah, different yeah. superheroes on them, and they oh, called yeah. them under ruse. Yeah. So you know my guess is that because they say Spider Man is supposed to have two different suits, like one suit he's supposed to make himself. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Right, and then Tony. Is supposed to upgrade the suit. Yeah. So I don't know if that the suit that he had on in the trailer is the upgraded version or the first version. I would like to think that it's the upgraded version. By the way, potential spoilers. Yeah. I, I would like to think that it's the upgraded version. Reason being because if you're a 15-year-old boy, and yes, Peter Parker is smart, but if you're a 15-year-old boy, I don't think you're going to come up with a concept for a suit that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right off the bat. You're not you know thinking I mean? about the $300 million budget that went into this film. You're trying to be a <laughs> right. superhero. Right. I like how, And I like how they did it in the uh, trailer. It's like, he. I think Tony said something along the lines of, uh, uh, I don't wait it long enough for him. Uh, you know, my patience is, you know, my patience is wearing thin. Something yeah, something, like yeah, yeah, something like that. And then he says under rules, and then he, that's when Spider Man. Yeah, know. I've been trying. I watched so it three I, or four times, and I just got lazy and was just like, oh, I'll see him. So, so my guess is the reason why he's calling him under rules. Number one, because he's young. Yeah, you know what I mean. And number two, maybe that first suit kind of resembles some like. Underoo like underwears or like you know what I mean, Un- <laughs> right? Yeah, some cheap underoo looking type of costume that yeah. he made, and he was like, "Look, I'm I'm have to upgrade this." You right. Know what I mean? So that's why I'm thinking he said underoo's. You know, is it just me? But 
I don't know. I like Iron Man and uh, Tony Stark in this version better than any other Marvel character that's new out there right now. I like him better than the Thor movies and Captain America. And now I like them all. I really do. Right. But for some reason, Robert Downey Jr. just man, he he sells that. He nails it. He personifies what a real life superhero should be. I agree. Uh, Not only is uh, Iron Man my favorite superhero, but it's him. It you know, is. Like, if I was to walk up to him, Tony might slip out. Exactly. I would think <laughs> Iron Man. And usually when you see big movies like this, you see the person themselves and not the character a lot of times. Right. That's not the case with Robert Downey Jr. You see Iron Man. Are you a comic book artist or writer? The Battlegrounds Games and Comics are looking for those interested in participating in their free comic book day artist and writer alley on May 7th. If you have any published work, this is an opportunity to display and sell your work while hundreds of guests take advantage of a meet and greet with the opportunity to obtain a signature from you. If you're interested in this opportunity, please contact the Battlegrounds Games and Comics at 706-259-9704. That's 706-239-9704.